Christians and Hooverville and Dire Straits to start the hour and Industrial Disease, the full English breakfast show. Now then, young Sarah, why is the moon sometimes visible in daylight? Um, I don't know. Does that have something to do with... It sounds the... like a question in the <laughs> Guardian uh, Kids Quiz on Saturday. They uh, five questions and uh, we all do it together. I got zero out of five last week. <laughs> so embarrassing. My daughter got three. Yeah. Um, you probably noticed it's sometimes possible to see the moon during the day. If you've ever wondered why this happens, uh, this is it. Uh, the moon's apparent luminosity comes from the sun's light reflecting off it. We can't see the stars or planets during the day because the sun makes the sky so bright and they're so far away. But the moon obviously is a lot closer, so it's sometimes visible during daylight. It all depends on its positioning in the sky. Now, the moon is above the horizon for 12 hours of every day, but only six of those are during daylight hours. It can also only be seen during daylight hours during certain phases. When it's close to new moon, it's too close to the sun to be visible, and when it's near full moon, it can only be seen after the sun sets. Now, the best time to see the moon during the day is around a week before full moon. Uh, you should be able to see it if you look east in the afternoon. It takes the moon 27 days and 7 hours to rotate and the same amount of time to orbit Earth. Uh, that leads to a full moon occurring roughly every 29 and a half days. Uh, the Royal Museum in Greenwich explains the moon appears as different shapes in the sky depending on its phase from new moon to full moon via waxing and waning. Uh, these phases are determined by the relative positions of the sun, earth and moon. If the moon is between the earth and the sun in its orbit, then the back side of the moon is lit up and the side facing the earth is in darkness. This is called a new moon. If the moon is on the opposite side of the earth to the sun, then the near side of the moon will be fully lit up, a full moon. Now, the next full moon after yesterday's is on the 16th of February at 4.56pm. So now you know. Right, so let's pull my finger out and try and do better on the pop quiz. I've made it rather easy today, I think. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Question number one. On this day in 1993, Sir Elton John resigned his directorship of which football team? Watford. Correct. On this day in 2001, Noel Gallagher was granted a quickie divorce from who? Oh, um, Melanie... No, um, what's her face? 2021. 2001. Yeah, I know, I know, I can't... Go on to the next one. On this day in 1997, rather, singer-songwriter Keith Diamond died of a heart attack. He wrote many hits for various artists, but can you name one of the two Billy Ocean songs that he wrote? Love Really Hurts Without You. No. Um, hey, you, get out of my dreams, get into my car. No? Caribbean Queen? That was one of them, okay, yeah. right. It was either that or you could have had Suddenly. Okay, and um, Meg, Meg. Well done. Meg Matthews. Correct. Ooh. Very good. Okay. Hat trick. Well, I haven't got any Meg Matthews to hand, so I suppose we'll have to have Billy Ocean and uh, Caribbean Cream. Uh, cream. <laughs> if I can find it. Riviera Radio. Business. Morning. Good morning. Don't you ever, don't you ever. Don't you ever. I mean, that is wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> Gets you going. That, that's, a, that's a heart starter for the morning right there. I wouldn't go quite that far, but you were a bit of an Adamant fan, were you? I, as I was saying to you off air, it was honestly the first song that I ever was engaged with as a child. I remember seeing it on, I think it was, I think it was on Top of the Pop. I mean, why you find this so funny. When was it released, by the way? I don't oh, know. It was but, early um, I was kind of over okay. it by then, I think. Okay, and so, I remember watching it thinking, this is I've never seen anything like this. 
Fantastic. Because I remember when Adam Ant was a proper punk, you know, before he went all commercial and started wearing these sort of Indian feathers and makeup. <laughs> oh, OK. Anyway. What other songs did Adam Ant do? That's the other Loads. question. Loads. Dog Eat Dog, yeah. uh, Prince Charming, Stand and Deliver. Ah, <laughs> oh, Stand and Deliver, that was a good one. Dog Eat Dog. Yes. Yeah. Your yeah. money or your life. Is that Stand and Deliver? Yeah, yes. I like that as Stand well. yeah. and Deliver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, markets. Uh, Martin Luther King Day in Wall Street yesterday, so no action there. But so European markets looking pretty healthy. Yeah, European stocks rose. Investors look forward to the fourth quarter earnings season and wait to see if management outlook statements confirm that corporate earnings and revenues will continue to grow despite the broad range of uh, risks that companies are facing up to. Stocks rebounded following last week's losses, which were driven by concerns over elevated inflation and the corresponding interest rate hike expectations. Stocks at ton in Europe was up, it was up seven-tenths of one percent. The real action, of course, in financial markets has been in the energy market overnight. Brent has hit a seven-year high this morning, trading above $87 a barrel this after, or in reaction to the drone strike in Abu Dhabi, although disruption risks from that still remain low. Alongside that, there's signs of the OPEC Plus members are struggling to hit their increased production targets, all of which is adding to inflationary fears, pushed the US two-year government bond yield above 1% overnight. That's for the first time since 2020. We are looking at a weaker start on the European bourses this morning. Currently calling in FTSE down 12 points. DAX over in Frankfurt down 29 points. CAC 20 Paris off 17 points. Unilever isn't giving up the fights to try and take control of uh, the healthcare arm of GlaxoSmithKline. I don't know about Unilever, they might have to use a crowbar. Yeah, becoming a little bit concerned, investors at least, about how much they'll be prepared to pay for its shares in Unilever. I think we're down as much as 8% one stage yesterday, the biggest fall in more than five years. This is after signalling it will continue to pursue a deal for, as you say, GSK's consumer healthcare arm. Glaxo disclosed over the weekend that it already rejected three bids, the latest of which came in at a whopping £50 billion for the group which makes everything from Advil painkillers to Sensodyne toothpaste. Glaxo expects the units grow at somewhere between 4 and 6% in the medium term, which is faster than Unilever's growth rate at its personal care business. A year ago, you'll remember that Unilever simplified its structure by ditching its dual nationality, a move that should make it easier for it to participate in merger and acquisition deals. A deal for Glaxo's consumer unit would be one of the biggest globally over the course of the past year, come at a time when merger and acquisition activities at record highs. Unilever shares are trading at their lowest level since 2017 when they rejected that unsolicited $143 billion offer from Kraft Heinz. Yeah, and it has to be said that uh, Glaxo do actually wants to get rid of their healthcare arm, but uh, not for the paltry sum of £50 million, apparently. Uh, 50 billion pounds yeah you're right there's some debate around whether they should be looking to spin it off whether they'll get more value from doing it that way as opposed to uh going for a sale sale might actually be quicker and cleaner for the group so listen it depends whether unilever can come up with a sweetened offer and uh european car sales are in the doldrums i mean a lot's to do with the supply chain and the lack of new chips isn't it 
Yeah, exactly right. We've just had the figures in for t- December and for 2021, all looking pretty miserable. If you look at new car registrations, they in Europe, this is fell 1.5% during the course of last year, which is below the record lows that we saw in 2020 sales. As you say, the global semiconductor shortage, along with other supply chain issues, have been dampening deliveries of cars globally, with many car makers sitting on half finished goods unable to meet demand. Germany, perhaps no surprise, has been hardest hit by the shortfall in terms of the major European markets, registering a 10% sales dip. Other areas, Italy, Spain and France actually saw marginal growth, but it's been a tough time for the industry and looks like it's getting worse. So if you look at the number of new registrations, well, number of vehicles registered in the EU, Britain and the European Free Trade Association in December. It was down 21.7% year on year. And that was the sixth month in a row of declines. So it just shows you what supply chain disruption is doing to that market. But the second-hand car dealers are loving it, aren't they? Lovely motor, sir. Yeah, prices have gone up. One careful owner, sir. Prices have gone up. Yeah, it's very tough to get them when you say <laughs> prices. And you see that in the inflationary prints. Certainly see it in the United States that people who can't get new cars obviously forced to go to secondhand cars and the prices of which have gone up quite considerably. And demand still remains strong because lots of people have decided they don't want to go on public transport and deciding that uh, private transport is a better way to go. So that strong demand, the bounce back from the pandemic, the reaction to the pandemic and supply shortages certainly having an impact on the market. I'll tell you what, I'll throw in a new set of tyres as well, right? <laughs> Foreign exchanges, please. It sounds like you've been to a few car dealerships. Oh, uh, yes. Pound against dollar <laughs> coming in at 136, euro dollar coming in at 114. You can get one euro 19 and a half cents for your British pound this morning. The exhaust looks a bit loose. No, 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 it was built like that. <laughs> Sports exhaust, don't worry about that. Good sound. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Have a good day. Hang pots and barklets. This is Riviera Radio with the latest local news for the south of France. Sarah Lights has the top stories across the Riviera. France's Education Minister Jean-Michel Blanquer has faced fresh criticism after it was reported that he was on holiday in Ibiza and when he announced the new health protocol in schools. The news comes as teaching unions call for another day of national strike action this Thursday in protest against the government's handling of COVID health protocols in French schools. In reaction to the criticism, the Minister of National Education's office has said that it's not because he was not there that he was not at work. On the eve of the start of the school year on January the 2nd, teachers say they were left in doubt about procedures for the new term, with a health protocol being implemented at the last minute. In other news, the Prefecture of the VAR has ordered the administrative closure for seven days of two establishments in the region for non-compliance with the control of the health pass. For the past week, the police and gendarmes have carried out 120 checks in the bars and restaurants of the department. More than 1,000 customers have been asked for their health pass. 37 people were fined €135. 15 formal notices were made and two administrative closures were issued. Police have arrested a passenger found to be armed and who was about to embark on a ferry for Corsica in the port of Nice. Police made the arrest at the weekend during a random check of vehicles embarking on the ferry-bound Corsica, uh, for Corsica. Uh, police discovered the man was armed with a handgun and a knife. Uh, the motorist said he was himself a security guard and was armed for his own protection. He was immediately arrested and an investigation is currently underway. 
Agents from the Office of, for Biodiversity and the Côte Bleu Marine Park in Marseille have arrested a fisherman found to be in possession of almost a thousand sea urchins, which were duly put back in the water. Fishing for sea urchins is authorised in the Bouche de Rhone from November the 1st to April the 15th and is limited to four dozen per fisherman per day. A motorist has had a luck lucky escape after his car caught fire. The incident occurred on Monday afternoon shortly after 2.30pm in Grimaud on the RD559 towards Saint-Tropez. The driver of the Jeep pulled over after a strong smell of diesel was smelt coming from the engine. A few moments la later, the vehicle caught fire. Firefighters intervened and traffic was disrupted in the area and no injuries were reported. The city of Montan has announced that the processions, which are part of the Lemon Festival, will go ahead. At the beginning of January, it had however been announced that the decorated floats would not be on show. In a press release published on Monday evening, the mayor explained that having studied the situation closely, it was now possible to provide the public with stands accommodating 5,000 people in compliance with the health protocol. The Communal Centre for Social Action, the CCAS in Antibes, is offering help in administrative procedures. E-administration is a service to help the, with the renewal of identity cards, passports and other administrative procedures, which are often done online. Agents are available at the CCAS office located at 2 Avenue de la Libération from Monday to Friday. It's necessary to make an appointment by calling 0492-913845. That's 0492-913845. Or you can email aid.numerique at ccas-antibes.fr. And that information is also available under this morning's news section at rivieradio.mc. High school students in the Gulf of Saint-Tropez and the VAR are being given the option of taking up petanque. And the sport, which is becoming increasingly popular, is now available in several schools, colleges as well as high schools. For the fifth edition of the Choose France programme, the Elysee has announced that 21 new foreign investments have been made from healthcare, plastic recycling, IT to sustainable transport. The programme was created by French President Emmanuel Macron in 2017. According to the Presidential Palace, the new projects with investments from Europe and the US of more than 4 billion euros will create more than 10,000 jobs. And finally, with less than three months to go before the first round of the presidential elections in France, the current head of state, Emmanuel Macron, is still leading in the polls. According to the ELAB poll, nearly one in two French people predict his victory in April. Riviera Radio, Sports News. Tennis, it's day two of the Australian Open in Melbourne and the former world number one Andy Murray is on court for his first round match against Nicholas Basilashvili. Well, Murray took the first set 6-1, but he lost the second 3-6. Uh, he then took the third set 6-4, uh, but so he's under pressure on his serve in the fourth set. And uh, he's just had a break point there, I think, but I'll have to come back to that. Uh, the British qualifier Harriet Dart is out. She was beaten in straight sets by Iga Sviatek, and there have been first-round wins for Simona Halep and Elise Mersens. In the men's events, Diego Schwartzman, Marin Cilic and Grigor Dimitrov are all through to round two. Football, there was one game in the Scottish Premiership last night. Celtic beat Hibs 2-0. And there's one game in the English Premier League tonight. Brighton hosts Chelsea. The game between Burnley and Watford has been postponed. Here's more from BBC Sports. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football. Hello, I'm Paul Serres at the BBC Sports Centre. 
Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel says he feels very confident he can complete his current Chelsea contract that runs until 2024. The German is approaching one year at Stamford Bridge, in which time he has led the Blues to the Champions League title, but they currently trail league leaders Manchester City by 13 points. Despite that, Tuchel says he's happy with how things are going. The history tells us that it's not that easy, but I feel very confident today that I can make it. I don't want to be nowhere else. This is absolutely sure. I feel very happy and let's see what's, what's going on. But we both know and everybody else knows what you need. You need results. Everton are interested in Belgium manager Roberto Martinez returning to the club and have made initial contact with the Belgian Football Association. They sacked Rafael Benitez on Sunday with the club 16th in the table following Saturday's 2-1 defeat at bottom side Norwich City. The Watford manager Claudio Ranieri says he has sympathy for Benitez. He arrived after Ancelotti and he didn't make the, the, the squad. He found the squad and tried to do the, his best. But that's his, the football. Maybe in England you aren't so used to do this, but in Italy we change manager as a ice cream, then that's it. Elsewhere, Brentford have spoken to Christian Eriksen about the possibility of signing the Denmark midfielder. Eriksen had his contract cancelled by Inter last month after being told he couldn't play in Serie A after being fitted with a pacemaker. And Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has been released from Gabon's Africa Cup of Nations squad and will return to Arsenal because of the striker's ongoing health issues. Scans reveal heart lesions after a bout of Covid. And for more football news from the BBC, go to bbc.com forward slash football. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football. Not the classic Claudio quote there. That's a football. He said it again. <laughs> I've still got it on tape saying it. And apparently they change managers like ice cream in the Italian league. What flavour? Uh, what do you think about uh, Brighton against Chelsea tonight then? Oh, come on. Chelsea can do it. Well, Brighton got a one-all draw at Stamford Bridge know, just know, before Christmas. In fact, it was that game that set the Ross in. Uh, finally, cricket. The England coach Chris Silverwood says he wants to remain in the job despite the humiliating 4-0 Ashes series defeat. Silverwood has backed captain Joe Root to continue in the role, but says the English game has to change. The coach's decisions have been coming in for criticism, but he says the English county game needs to be revamped and pay more attention to red ball crickets. Here's the marine weather forecast for coastal areas up to 20 miles offshore, the Almaraceum and Navarre. The general situation, high pressure, 1,030 millibars over the region. Winds are northeasterly, force 2 to 4, the sea is slight, visibility is good. Barometric pressure at saint jean cap ferrat 1,027 millibars. And the outlook for Wednesday, mainly fine, force 2 to 4 variable winds, slight seas and good visibility. For North Corsica, winds are variable, force 2 to 4, the sea is slight, visibility is good, barometric pressure at Cat Course, 1,026 millibars, and the outlook for Wednesday, cloudy, force 1 to 3, variable winds, calm seas and good visibility. Riviera Radio, weather. A few clouds might liven things up, it's just been so beautiful for, I can't remember the last time it was cloudy, really. We have. Uh, mainly fine, lights to moderate easterly winds, temperatures 12 to 14 degrees today, overnight lows 6 to 7 degrees on the coast and 3 degrees inland with partially cloudy skies. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday, mainly fine, there is the slight chance of a shower in the VAR tomorrow afternoon, uh, highs of 10 to 13 degrees. Did you see the full moon yesterday? I did. It was a wolf moon, the wolf moon it was. Yeah. Finally? 
Falling asleep in front of the television does leave you tired, but why? Well, according to a new study, it's because of unfamiliar voices heighten your brain activity and stop you getting a restful night's sleep. Yeah. yeah. I used to fall asleep during the football, but I've, I've stopped doing that now. OK. You'd probably get quite used to the commentary, wouldn't you? It might lull you to sleep. Researchers in Austria measured the brain activity of sleeping adults in response to familiar and unfamiliar voices. Hearing unfamiliar voices when asleep caused the human brain to tune in uh, during non-rapid eye movement sleep, which is the first stage of sleep. And even though our eyes are shut off from what's around us, the brain continues to monitor the environment as we sleep, balancing the need to protect sleep with the need to wake up. So according to experts, one way uh, to accomplish this is by selectively responding to unfamiliar voices over familiar ones, which could mean that you stay awake for longer. Okay. Thank you. Unless somebody falls asleep in every film possible. And then they say afterwards, what happened in the middle bit? (laughs) 